Hey kitties, Adam Carolla here, and guess who's coming to Detroit? That's right, me, Thursday, January 30th. Motor City Casino Hotels Soundboard. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Come on out and say hi. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 128. This one comes to us from Tuesday, March 26th, 1996. Once again, this is another no-guest episode. Adam brings up his lap test, his lesbian aptitude test. His cans are wonky up top, so he can't quite hear anything. And he promises the hat test for females uh, for episode 129. The Can I Say That Rap, as they call it now, which is really the Doctor Who Shuffle, uh, is played again on this episode because of the popularity. <laughs> and Drew's mild protests are quite funny. This is a nice turning point for Adam and Drew's relationship. Drew is very yes-and in this episode. Clearly, Adam's early conversations about the rules of improv are starting to show. Adam actually cracks Drew's shit up in this episode pretty nice. Adam hints at uh, Drew's wife Susan already getting angry with him about various comments on the show and laments the fact that she might get angry about this episode. Adam does an early uh, rant about uh, enlisted military and junior college being the only options for certain people. There's a nice callback to their Clamato discussion from earlier in 1996, with Adam citing the recent TV commercials he's seen an influx of after bringing it up. Adam shares the more mystery, less history uh, theory he has, as well as meat and potatoes being his bread and butter. Adam and Drew have a funny back and forth about the couch in a therapist's office, and it's an all-around great show. Just love between the two hosts, uh, proving the dynamic, which would hold true even 17 years later, with them now winning iTunes' best new podcast of 2013, The Adam and Drew Show, on Corolla Digital and Podcast One. Full circle. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice could be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Modern Day Loveline with Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is, of course, advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One There as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. Indeed. We are Dr. Drew and Adam Kroll. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. How are you, Doc? I'm doing pretty good. good. Can you hear me? No. Okay. Oh, well, I can hear you, yeah, because I'm in the room. I don't have my cans on, as we call them in the business. A little headphone difficulty. That's okay. Dr. Drew and I were enjoying a little cool in the gang, and we got lost... In the moment. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. And later on tonight, I'm going to, probably in the second hour, I'm going to reread the uh, LAT test. Any modifications? Yeah, there may be a few new surprises. The uh, lesbian aptitude test. Uh, we did get a lot of email uh, requesting a rerun on that. And we did not. Well, not a lot, but I wrote one to myself. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and uh, also tomorrow, I promise the uh, what is it? Oh, oh, the the hat test for females, the heterosexual aptitude test, which is coming along uh, quite nicely. Good. A lot of the a uh, lot of the information's pouring in. I'm going to tabulate that uh, this evening and uh, into the day tomorrow. 
And I should have that ready for tomorrow night's show, so uh, stand by for that. But speaking of replays, no, another you thing, guys were up to something. Another thing we've gotten a lot of response on is the "Can I Say That" rap oh. by Drew and it's not true by by Drew and the gang. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes a little something like this: Pee on this stick makes me sick. Pee on this stick makes me sick. If I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Can I say that? You're fat. You're overweight. I want to be dominated. You're gay. I want to be dominated. You're gay. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? This is not acceptable. Can I say that? You're fat. Not acceptable. Pee on this stick. Not acceptable. Boiled peyote button. Not acceptable. You're overweight. Not acceptable. Can I say that? 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 Oh, Drew, it's sweeping the nation. (laughs) Yes, a lot of response. Mm. The the kids are uh, eating it like candy, Drew. Beautiful. So you may have a whole nother career. You ready to go to the phones? Oh, yeah, now I'm ready. Amy? Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, you're on Loveline. I have a question about infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend and I were together for one year, and over that time, we have a long-distance relationship. He's in the military. And over that time, I had asked him if anything had happened between him and any other woman before. And he said no. And then on our one-year anniversary, he decided to tell me that, yes, something had happened. Fantastic timing. That's yeah. what I love about guys. Romance, romance. They've got a great sense of it, don't they? I got you a corsage. Oh, and um, I was banging this little Filipino broad when I was on leave. Exactly. And so I think it's cheating because he lied to me for so long about it, and he says I should just get over it. Did he lie to you or just sort of neglect to tell you? No, I had asked him. He asked me, and I was honest with him. I had been with someone else. Mm. And This was when? While you, he was overseas? Oh, wait a minute. He didn't come right back with it? No. Because I'll tell you, that happened to me once. Someone said they were with someone else. I wasn't with anyone, and I said I was with two people. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't, he didn't pull maybe, that maybe, one out. Or maybe he thought she was setting him up. Oh. No, I don't. You be, have. Yeah. I wasn't with anybody. Uh. I just wanted to see what you'd say. <laughs> that would have been diabolical. Yes. So, Amy, this guy is what, in the, in the Navy? He's in the Army. Uh-huh. And he goes overseas, and he goes on leave, and he gets loaded, and he asks strangers to polish his bayonet. Well, actually, it was right after he got out of basic training, and he said they were under a lot of stress. How far into the relationship were you guys at that point? Um, well, we had been seeing each other for over a year and a half, but we didn't become committed until after he had enlisted. So it was probably, um, we hadn't become committed yet. So he did it at a time when you were acknowledged that you were seeing other people. Yes. Hmm. I'm I'm thinking it's still time for Uncle Sam to bring the salt peter back. But uh Amy. Yes. You guys weren't committed. No. So you're really mad at the fact and you you I don't want to call it screwed around because you weren't committed, but you had another uh liaison yourself. Yes. So you're really just mad at the fact that he lied. Yeah. And why he chose to tell me on our anniversary. I'll tell you, uh, that that I'm going to get to in a second. The lying part probably was just some what I call uh, GL, guilt leverage. 
you fooled around on me, but I didn't fool around on you, so I, I'll always have that. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, wherever you want to go to the movies, I want to go, go to the beach. Well, you fooled around on me, but I didn't fool around on you. It's, it's always going to be present. What, what was that? Oh, somebody else is listening. Who is that, the Mad Hatter? Who's on the line? Oh, this is Danny Love. Danny Love. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's your relationship with Amy? Oh, I'm, I'm a good friend. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a part-time therapist. I'm trying I'm trying to assist her in this problem, and uh, I've been working on it a while. Uh-huh. You're, you're such a good therapist that you followed her home? Pardon? And let me ask you something. Is love your uh, Catholic name, or did you earn that one? Um, a little of both. Amy, what if your boyfriend was with another girl this evening trying to solve his problems? How would I solve that problem? No, I'd no, no. You know what I mean? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not sure I trust this Danny Love. <laughs> Amy, what's going on over here? All right, all right. I got to tell you about the therapist. They 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 charge you sixty bucks for the uh, for the opportunity to try to get in your pants. Is basically what therapy is about. Why do you think they have a sofa in there? Everyone else uses a chair, not the therapist. They need a sofa. Drew, you got a sofa in your office? No. You put them on a chair, and you put that butcher paper down. Right. You can't have sex on butcher paper. It makes too much noise, and you get a rash. You get a burn. Amy. All right. He told yeah, you you need to ask him what this meant. People need to be called out. You need to say, "Listen, I appreciate you coming clean with me, but A, you should have done it a few months back, and B, why wait for the anniversary?" Mhm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're saying get over it. No, I'm saying confront the guy. Yeah. Confront him. Ask him, make him give you a good reason why it came out on the anniversary. I think that's the biggest thing. That's what hurt me the most was that he chose to wait until that day. All right. And it doesn't sound like you guys have too much to go on anyway. Or too much of a problem with this. It doesn't sound like a devastating problem for us. You're just sort of ruminating about it. So. Well, and he fooled around, but I fooled yeah. around. Right, and, right, and, right. And, uh, and I, I don't care that he fooled around, but it's just he didn't tell me. And I mean, maybe he always intended to tell her, but just was waiting for the right time. I mean, you don't know. What kind of BS answer is that? He was uh, wanted no, to no, no, wait for saying, the right time? Look, I'm not saying that that's an appropriate way to stay, but maybe in his mind that's what he was doing. You know, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her tomorrow, and tomorrow never comes. You know, well, maybe he had intention to I don't, I don't want to make fun of our uh, enlisted men, but, you know, the, the guy's no uh, Harvard laureate. I mean, he joined the Army, for Christ's sake. That is a, that's sort of a last-ditch effort. And I know I always get a lot of crap for that, but let's, let's face it. People join the military when they got nothing else to do. Still could be. Look at Drew over there. He's scared he's going to get a grenade up his ass. Well, you can go to junior college. Yeah, it's either junior college or join the military. Cliff. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, I listen to your show all the time. I love it. Thank you. Um, I have a question for you. Um, I talked to the lady that answered the phone for a little while. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to get a guy's opinion on it. Okay. Okay, the question is, um, I have a, I have kind of a weird work schedule, and I usually meet my friends at this one bar right after we get off work. Mm-hmm. And I've became real good friends with the, the bartender that works there. Uh-huh. Um, she, I know that she likes me, and getting a first date with her is no problem, because, I mean, she's always hooking me up with free drinks and, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. But in the time that I've talked to her, I've learned a lot about her, and I found out that um, she had this, this boyfriend before used to beat her up and stuff and I mean she's talked to me about all kinds of past relationships. Cliff, how can we help you? What I wanted to know is after I got to know her a little bit more, I mean not sexually or anything like that, 
I'm just worried that she's going to think that I'm too much of a wuss. I mean, not that I beat her up or anything, but in relationships, I just don't believe in fighting and stuff. Right. Wait a minute. But, you, you think she's not going to like you unless you abuse her? I understand her? where Cliff's no, no, no. coming from. Could you maybe sock her on your first date or something? No, no, nothing like that. I mean, I'm, I'm basically a pushover. Right. I really am. Right. And what about the fact that you know all this stuff about her now? Is that going to sort of taint your view of her? No, no, not at all. Really? Because I really got that a little, a little less history and a little more mystery. You know, that's my motto. <laughs> that and uh, meat and potatoes is my bread and butter, which I'll explain. When you think of what it means. <laughs> when I figure that one out. But I have a couple of mottos. I have a beef motto and a clam motto as well. Uh, they're actually advertising. They have a whole campaign going for clam motto now. It's no, on TV. You triggered yes. it. Yes, the glass is ice skating around a rink. You've no, seen this. No. I swear to you, it's clam motto. No, you had it in a dream or something. It's tomato juice, which is horrible on its own, and the only way to make tomato juice worse is to add clam juice. This came to you in a dream. I swear to you, it did. <laughs> they, you know, they're not selling a lot of that beef motto in England. <laughs> Get the Jakob Kreutzfeld out of that. Oh, yes. He was an incredible Russian comedian. Cliff. Yeah. Don't worry about it. She probably uh, would look at someone who did not abuse her as a welcome change. She knows you. She knows what kind of guy you are, right? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. We just come from totally different places. Yes, you do. And I think sort of what you were expressing is some sort of sense that you have that maybe you're not the kind of person that she typically would get involved with and that it might be risky for you, and indeed it would be. Uh, uh -huh. Somebody that seeks out abusive relationships will usually not tolerate true open, intimate relationships very well, and they certainly don't tolerate somebody whom they don't perceive as like the person. And, and, wait a minute. And, and let me clarify something real fast. Yeah. When you say tolerate, you don't mean a conscious no, toleration, no, no. but you mean they They'll can't handle it. it. They can't handle it. it. Yeah. They, don't, they don't accept love very well. Right. They, 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 they claim they they're go uncomfortable. For it. They're uncomfortable in that kind of relationship. They'll find a reason. Ah, I don't like. I'm bored. Or there's something. They'll some way they'll find an excuse that that relationship won't feel right. And there's no such thing as a coincidence in a relationship. That is true. That is tonight's statement. Yeah, that's a good statement. Thank you. Yeah. You acknowledging me, Drew? I'm I'm thinking about it. <laughs> How about a little something for the effort? Oh, you know shoot. what I'm saying? Uh, Meaning, if, if she's going out with a guy who beats her or a guy's an alcoholic and the next guy's abusive, right. absolutely not a coincidence. She will tell you up and down, it was. I couldn't believe it. He came off as the nicest guy in the world, and then he just turned on me. It is not a coincidence. Her antenna is attracted to his signal. It's an invisible signal, just like the radio signal that's coming through to you right now. But believe me, you dial it in right, and you can pick it up, and she is dialed in. So, Cliff, this could be potential trouble. But I don't know, free drinks and those little umbrellas and the little pineapple slices, there is an upside to it as well, Drew. I suspect more trouble. What about you? Uh, it's trouble for him, but he seems so clueless about relationships. It might be, and he seems into this girl, it might be worth him to go and find out about what people okay. are Okay, I say he's going to get uh, beat around like a racquetball in that relationship. Claudia. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? Good. That's good. Um... Well, my question is um, about a couple months ago, I was seeing this guy, and then we broke up, and then after he broke up, I found out that I was pregnant, and um, um, so I did try to tell him, I told him to call me, you know, or stop up um, to my house, and I was going to tell him, and he never showed up, so I took that as a sign as he didn't care, so I decided to 
terminate the pregnancy, and now I have one friend that thinks that I shouldn't tell him, and I have one friend that thinks I should tell him. Where is he in your life now? Um, really, no, he's no, really not a part of my life. Then that's that. Yeah, I wouldn't tell him. No. He's not a part of your life. That's it. That's your answer. I, I saw. He should remain not a part of your life. Yeah, he didn't. Did, did you tell him you were pregnant and to come over? Or you just told him to come over. You had something to tell him. I told him that I had something very important to tell him, and he goes, "Well, does it affect me?" I'm just like, Ugh. "Well, it's affecting me." Well, let me tell you though. When when I, it, it's kind of like your dad when you're a kid. Remember this, Drew? Your dad go, um, "I want to talk to you when I get home from work," and you're like, "I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's got to be bad." Yeah. It's just got to be bad, and you would just spend the whole day just ruining the, the hour that he got home from work, and, and you didn't know what it was, but you knew it had to be bad. And when a girl that you break up with says, come over, I need to talk to you about something in person, you know it's, <laughs> you, you know it's not something where they're going, you are a fantastic lover. First, <laughs> let me let me say that for the record. Uh, it. it so that's probably he was just scared. He probably even thought this may be well, what it was. Right. Well, it was, was on av- the list. He is scared, but he was avoiding. She could be pregnant. I may owe right. her money. There could be a new boyfriend and dad and drunken brother going to kick my ass at the, right. at the stoop. You know, yeah, but it's avoiding. It only could be something bad. So I understand why he didn't have the the cojones to show up. I just sometimes I feel like just tell him just because I know it'll make him mad, you know. But yeah. No, eh, no, just forget it. He shouldn't even be enough a part of your life for you to concern yourself about him in that way. Okay. All right, he's All done. Right. He's over. All right. Good luck, bye. Good, good luck. Yeah, I saw a lovely uh, bumper sticker when I was leaving the uh, gym today that said, uh, uh, "What did it say? A pro-choice is uh, just a nice term for murder, <laughs> or something like that." See, pro-choice. Uh, Have you seen that one? Yeah, I can pro-choice imagine. is nice for murder. Uh. Always on the crappiest cars, by the way. I have I have a correlation here. The more religious bumper stickers and paraphernalia on a car, the worse shape the car's in. That is my number one reason for being an atheist. By the way. <laughs> Come on, you're that? You're a religious fanatic, and you're driving a uh, 79 B210 with three different colored fenders? Would God do that to you, Drew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God is riding shotgun. Yeah, God stuffed in the back of your pacer, stuck in traffic on the 134. I'm sure of it. Drew? There were so many police out tonight on the freeways, I could not believe it. Did you notice that? Yeah, they've been they've been out. And, and, you know the neat thing about the police in and Ant's giving me a what's this have to do with the show look but it's kind of neat how people work because when you're driving along the freeway people get in little bunches right and there'll be a bunch of cars and maybe like a quarter mile up there'll be another little pack you're right. like a little sheep and there's right. safety numbers but if you get out away from the herd you could get picked off by a hyena which would be the chp in, right. in this case right. and in this town so it's like sometimes you'll notice notice yourself in between the pack. Right. You look in your rear view, you see a big you know bank of headlights. You right. look forward, there's there's the tail lights from the other pack, and you think to yourself, do I got the balls to speed up and get to the front pack, or should I slow down and get back to the other pack? And why is that pack behind me going so slow? Right, right. What do they know that I don't know? Right. There's probably a cop in there right, somewhere. Right. Yeah, I had well, that thought on the were, way in. I, there were so many police. I couldn't. I've never seen anything like that. I've driven out here for the last year. Well, don't get me started on uh, my whole jaywalking. Uh, Trials and tribulations. Day. Yeah, day. yeah. All right. All right. What? Uh, uh-huh. All right. Sherry? Hi. What's up? Hey, you're on Love Line. All right. Um, I have a question about AIDS transmission. Mm-hmm. I'm a lesbian. I'd like to know about the occurrence of AIDS in the, le- in the lesbian community and about cunnilingus. Can you get AIDS through oral sex? You can get it through oral sex, yes, theoretically. Is that, is that um, what it... I've I've heard, talked to friends straight and gay friends that have told me that it's low risk through oral sex. That you, it's very 
low, and I don't think that that's true. It is. Well, it's lower rates. It, it, yeah, it's it, it's you know it, on the spectrum of things that increase the probability of uh, transmission. I mean, being, far, for instance, being a receptive partner in anal sex increases the probability of transmission. Oh Christ! Are but, you serious? But <laughs> anal sex between women? No, I'm just no, no, no. No, no. I'm okay. just saying that, <laughs> Sherry. But you, you have <laughs> quite <laughs> imagination over there, I'm Sherry. To keep up, okay. Right, but but uh, oral sex is a potential route, but not a. Probably. Now, isn't it true? I was just hearing something, and I'm going to butcher this up. But in England, either they they crossed it off their list, or yeah. they just added it onto this. In some countries, they don't count it right. as and, a way uh, for the disease to be uh, right. communicated to right. the next partner. Right, that is true. So obviously, and and we're always going to get a bunch of letters about how irresponsible we're being. But let's lay it out. It's a it's a much um, it's a decreased way of spreading it. And are you applying that to um, or complete oral sex or just between lesbians or women? Or is, it, that, it's a little is more, that for everybody? No, it's a little more probable for a female taking, the, giving oral sex to a male in that there can be... There's a payday. Swallowed, or a male giving, yeah. Right. Yes, or male to male, right. Right. So swallowed, swallowed semen could potentially... Uh, that's what I. That's what I thought, and I think a lot of people are confused about that. No, there, that has a harp. We think that's the probable route whereby it could be transmitted. The esophagus is an environment where it could potentially penetrate the virus. Good. So, Sherry, you're in a you're in a low risk zone. All right. But, but not a no risk zone. And that's why <laughs> you gotta get the dental dams out. Is- <laughs> oh, Drew, nobody. The guy who invented the dental dam laughs at the dental dam. Lesbians probably use dental dams. What? I would say very few lesbians probably use any. T- any form of protection. And let me tell you something about the lesbians. Not really they are concerned about pregnancy. They, 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 no, the dental dam is not for pregnancy, you understand. No, I know. It's for other Yeah. Other things. Right. That you might get. Right. Explain the dental dam real fast, Drew, for those it's who are basically confused. It's just a sheet of latex that you lay over whatever body part you're going to be contacting and you can create one just by take listen, by taking a, a dry condom Cut the tip off and then cut along the long axis, and then you have a roll, a sheet of condom. Yeah, you know, like how your grandma used to put those plastic runners where she didn't want the carpet to get screwed (laughs) up during the, you know, in the traffic zones, the places where it's busiest. It's sort of the same principle, about as uh, functional and about as attractive. (laughs) Except for it doesn't smell like mothballs in there, does it? All right, Sherry. Thanks. Good luck, and we'll be back. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. That's 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. Hi, this is Andy Dick from News Radio, and you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. You certainly is. <clears throat> Let me give the phone numbers out here. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go. Robert. Yeah. You're on Love Line. Oh, hi. Hey. I was wondering, I was pissing my friends here. Mm-hmm. With, like, just a regular needle because we didn't have a gun. <laughs> and that like, hurts. I, I, just, yeah. I just stabbed him with it after he numbed it with ice. You just, you mean he just told him to hold still on the toilet while you got to run and start? What? 
Did we... Sorry. <laughs> That's that. Uh, Alex. Hello. You're on Loveline. Hi, uh, this is a question for the doctor. Alex, what's up? Yeah, I like this girl, and whenever I see her, you know, I get the normal liking a girl feelings, you know, like my stomach and everything feels weird. But sometimes in class, I just start uncontrollably crying. And I'm wondering, is that normal, and why do I do it? Is it in biology? Because I cried every day in that class. I didn't understand a freaking thing that teacher was saying. No, no, it's history and math. Mm. Or no, sorry, not math. History it, and English. Is it only in school that you cry? Does that ever happen at home when you're alone? Just at school pretty much when I see her. That's kind of unusual. I mean, usually a lot of spontaneous tears and whatnot is a sign of depression. Why this woman would trigger that, I'm not really clear. Well, are they tears of joy? No. Oh. Uh, they're, I don't know what... Hey, cryptic man, let's go. What's going on? I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I'm you asking. just start crying. I just start crying. You don't have any feeling that you can identify? Um, I don't know. I just like her. And then I start crying when I see her. Have you asked her out? No. Do you have any kind of relationship with her? Oh, I've talked to her twice. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, on the phone. And I liked her in fourth grade, too, because I went to the same elementary school as her. But she doesn't remember me. She don't remember? She didn't go, oh, yeah, balling boy. No. Okay. Do you have her number? Yeah. Because I am going to finish this off once and, once and for all. It's been going on since the fourth grade, for Christ's sake. It's time to put a... It's time to put a fork in it. It's done. And I'm going to find out one way or the other. So give me... We're going to put you on hold, Alex. And we're going to call her. Now, wait, b before we call her, I'm going to write a few things down. Give me a couple of your strong points so I know what to hit on. And a couple of things. I, I'll, I'll avoid the whole crying issue, by the way. All right. Thank does, you. Does she see it? What? Um, Did you I, I don't know. I, I hope not. All right. We'll call that sensitive if she understands it. And remember, Paul Sorvino last night at the uh, Oscars when his daughter won the award was b bawling like a baby. Water from everywhere. That was beautiful. And everywhere? Yeah. He's a tough guy. He's a big uh, guinea guy. All right. Give me your strong points, Alex. What do you want me to hit on? I'm in a rock and roll band. Oh, rock band. Oh, that's enough. Okay. Rock band. What else? Uh... That's about it. Okay. All right. Well, that's okay. That's why guys join rock bands for the most part. It's usually why they form them, because they have zero other thing that they can sell themselves on. Uh, Mike, the engineer, guesses drummer. Yep. Yeah. Not a front man. Okay. Easily replaceable, but still in the band. All right. We'll work the... Uh, I won't bring the drummer up thing. I'll just say uh, rock band, okay? Well, I think she knows. Okay. Well, Alex? Yep. We're going to put you on hold. You're going to give her number out to the uh, lovely Sherry, and then I'll I'll weave my magic spell. Can't wait. <clears throat> I have that power over women. Oh, yeah? Not not when I'm trying to sell myself, but of course when not. I'm trying to sell frustrated, uh, crying teenagers. Or vacuums. It seems to work uh, just fine. What the hell call it? <clears throat> oh, I'm horse again. Benjamin. Hi, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, I had a question here. Every time that I get an erection... My the skin on my penis gets so taut that like tears start occurring like along where the circumcision was made. Mm hmm. <laughs> so uh, and I was wondering, is there anything I can I can do for that? Yes, Velcro syndrome. 
Well, it sounds like this. Yeah, oh, really? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. And I'll stop. You go ahead. You. Oh, sure. Just, it's well documented. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Uh, aren't you in the AMA? Mm-hmm. Don't you get the um, na- nap nami? What the hell's that stupid jamma? Right. Mama jamma. The stupid Nammy. journal. The <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Just give it a give it a prestigious title instead of calling the stupid magazine jamma. That's uh, a, a journal of American Medical Association. But anyway, here's what happens. Right. Uh, uh, I I'm guessing uh, you masturbate, but you don't use lotion. <laughs> no, that's not the case. Even when I even when I just get an erection, I mean, just it gets so. Yeah. Do I'm you wondering... do you use the lotion or not? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Oh, you do. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check that theory off. I was saying the skin becomes you know dry, you know, and tight, and then. Um, Where was that published? What I was saying—that was in the Juma. <laughs> I was thinking they might like botch the circumcision. I might have like a malpractice suit on my hand. Well, no, they didn't botch it, but you, it sounds like you might have a complication that the scarring is sort of contracting, mm-hmm. and it's the scar that's ripping there. Ah, vitamin yeah. E. It, well, yeah. vitamin okay. E. All Take right. the vitamin E capsules, uh-huh. pierce them right. with a pin, and rub that vitamin E. But and that really gives you an excuse to rub oil on your penis. <laughs> I mean, you can get a note from your doctor saying it's okay to rub oil on your penis, which has been a dream of mine for years. So I can get out of gym class and just rub oil on your penis? <laughs> That's right, but you have to do it in front of the basketball team. Great. All right, but I, you, you should see somebody called a urologist. And they can probably modify the uh, circumcision to, to relieve it. It's real common for uh, for uncircumcised males to get this sort of thing. For the for the foreskin to sort of close off, so it's difficult to pull it back over the head of the penis. Right. So I'm going to cut to the chase. Am I going to gain any penis size off this no. operation? Sorry. No. Oh, okay. Adam put you up to this call. Oh, you think it's going to be like a Zodiac raft where you rip that little CO2 cartridge and the thing just unfolds by the lakeside there? Oh, that'd be great. And your just, penis just ballooned up to the size of the Goodyear blimp as soon as, as soon as you... What the hell am I hearing? <laughs> just telephone. Oh, it's a telephone. All right. All right, Benjamin. Uh, go the vitamin E route and see a urologist. There you go. It's really the case of what happened with Benjamin here is he had... The, the penis part, the muscle, what, what's under the skin there, Drew? What are you doing? Oh, okay. What's under the, uh, the muscle there, the uh, tendons and the uh, ligaments and all that? The corpus cavernosum? The corpus cavernosum is bigger than the... Um, the skin. Yes. Yes, the... That's not what it is, though. It's not, it's not like some kind of a, a hot dog that splits after it's... Yeah, like a ballpark frank. No, it's not hey. like a ballpark frank. It's, it's, it's like... Pour more, up when you cook them. It's more like, you know, something's constricting around it, and when it tries to get bigger, it can't. <clears throat> so it's like he has, like, a built-in... Uh, a scar. C-ring, oh, as they right, say. Right, right. Sean. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. I got a friend that, like, chews tobacco. Yeah. And, like, I was wondering how long would it be until, like, he gets cancer or something. Can't predict, but he certainly will be at risk for cancer of the mouth, throat, larynx, pharynx. I, I can predict esophagus. this. I, I think I, if, he, if he drinks also, the risk is significantly compounded, alcohol with chewing tobacco. Smokeless tobacco is a very common habit these days, and it's suspected that it's actually more addictive than smoked tobacco. I can uh, I can, I can, can figure out whether he's going to get cancer or not the same way I can figure out whether a woman who wants to get pregnant can get pregnant or not. We've talked about this, meaning if you want to get pregnant, the best way to do it is have your husband quit his job and be uh, gang raped by uh, some of the uh, neighbor boys. Right, so. and you for sure will get pregnant so by one get, of them. How do you get cancer from treatment? Get can- uh, no, not not just cancer in general. This is just an overall cancer oh. screening thing. <clears throat> is he a good guy? Yeah, good guy. He 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 does well. He 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 does w- uh, unto others as he would have done unto himself. 
I don't know. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. I'll take that as a yes. And he treats people right. Yeah. And he, he opens doors for girls and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Good friend? Uh-huh. Okay. I give him till 25. See, now... We call that... In, in residence, we used to call that the law of inverse worth. Right. The more worthwhile the person was the less their chances were of survival. Right. If this guy was putting firecrackers up the ass of, yeah. of neighbor's cats yeah. all day, he would live to, you know, 95. No, and guys would come in with bullets in their head and stuff, and they were the biggest, you know, criminal jerks. They'd walk out. So a grandmother sitting at a bus stop takes it in the hand, gets infection, and dies. Right. You know, it's just it's a law of inverse worth. Well, that's uh, that's the law. I was working there. What do you ah. want to do with this? Uh-huh. Oh, Alex is wussing on us. Let's get back to him for a second. Alex. Yeah? What's the deal? It's late, sir. Yeah, why didn't you tell me that when I was talking to you ten minutes ago? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well. Alex is a man of few words. Alex, it was any did anything happen to you that would cause you to cry, or is it just this girl that is causing you to cry? Just the girl. Just the girl. Just the girl. Well, you're going to have to sort of create more of a reality for yourself. Either try to date her or find new people to begin to socialize with. But this preoccupation and obsession is not going to help you. And let it's me tell make you, you feel yes. worth less. Alex, save the tears for later when you'll need them. Like after you get married and you move in and the mother-in-law comes to stay with you. You'll need the tears then. Right now, you're just enjoying yourself in high school, and you're looking at a pretty girl. Go ask her out. Okay. All right? I'll do that. All right, now call us back at some point and tell us what happened. Okay. You're going to do it? All right, I will. All right. Thank you. Sure, I will. I would take it as flattery if a girl was crying when she came up to me and asked me out. Would you go out with her? Uh, no, I think she'd like snap the twig or something's wrong with her. She had some sort of birth defect or she was dropped or something like that. But, you know, like when the Beatles would play a concert and stuff, the right. w women would cry. Right. Maybe she's like Ringo. We'll be back. Hello. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. We're back. 
We're being Adam Carroll and Dr. Drew. The phone number here on Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. A little bit later in the second hour of the show, as promised, I will read the lesbian aptitude test again for those who uh, did not hear it last night. And then uh, tomorrow will be the female heterosexual aptitude test, the F-hat. The F-hat. The F-hat. Give us one category in the F-hat. Um, I haven't compiled all the data. Just one. Well, stuffed animals. All right. For instance, you have a lot of... If, if it takes you like 20 minutes, if you have a menagerie right. on your bed, if it takes you 20 minutes to clear off that bedspread just to get on top of the comforter, that would definitely earn you at least five points. Stuffed right. animals. All right? That's just a sample. A teaser, as we say. And it's back to the phones we go. Patrick. Hey, um, I got a comment. Uh, I want to retort on a comment that you made oh. about, about the military. Yeah, where Drew was going off on the enlisted men. Yeah, that kind of... Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Patrick. Um, well, I'm pretty proud of my dad because he served in the military for 22 years in the Air Force. And uh, retired as a lieutenant colonel. Really? And what about the officers? What about the the fighter pilots? Well, just no, hang on. Let's said, hear. He said basically everybody that joins is a loser. And right, right. No, so I'm challenging him to this. What, what about the guys that are the 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 technical? No, no, I'm not counting the officers who went to the Air Force Academy right. or to West Point or something like that. Very prestigious schools require much uh, discipline. And uh, that's not the point. You, yes, you said whoever joins the military. Right, that's what you said. I meant joining as an enlisted man. Okay, well, because my dad graduated from Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, and uh, you know, I'm just pretty proud of him for what he did. All right, but he he joined him. as an officer. I'm not talking about officer. I'm talking about enlisted men, and it's a last resort. And you know, look, I hate to be offensive. To all the military uh -oh. men, especially because they're all packing guns. <laughs> there, there goes a warning shot. But here's all I'm saying. I'll just clarify it by saying, A, it's a noble cause. I think it's great what they do. I wouldn't go over there. Wherever they send you and risk your ass, I wouldn't do it. I would I would spread someone else's blood on me and try to or shoot myself in the foot and try to get away. All right? I'll make that clear right off the top. I'm saying your general people who enlist in the Army or the Navy or the Air Force are generally people who are out of college and don't have a direction, so they go that direction. Whoever joins the military you should be proud of because they're saving your ass okay all right america's number one and uh, i don't think you should dog on anybody that joins the military all right patrick thanks patrick you guys talking about love penises and pussy on the on the air should get lives okay should what get lives get a life oh, oh okay so patrick oh well he was making fun of us Listen, I've seen enough military movies to comment all I need to on military. I've seen what goes on over there. I've seen Platoon twice. <laughs> I've seen the big red one. I mean, that may have been important. No, that was a real movie. I've seen a Hamburger Hill. I've seen Full Metal Jacket. I've seen Torah, Torah, Torah. And the sequel, Torah, 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 Torah. <laughs> all right, Drew. Drew doesn't like me to bag on anyone because he's a big wuss. Now his wife's going to get pissed at me. Nicole. Yes. Hey. How are you? Good. I got a little problem here. Yeah. 
I find myself engaged and also... Um, you found yourself engaged. You woke up one day and... One day, woke up engaged. Can you believe it? Right. But I got a problem. Mm-hmm. I find myself dating someone I else. I find myself. Oh. Interesting language. Yes. You, you are, are you a passive participant in your life. You're just no, watching no. and these things kind of happen to you. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I have much to do with it, but I would like some um, input from a man's point of view. You, it seems like you're getting in, you're getting enough input. <laughs> oh! <laughs> your problem is too much input from men, Nicole. Mm. You need a little input from the Bible is what you need. Nicole, is this some kind of an attempt to deal with your anxiety about the upcoming marriage? Um, Are you scared of getting married? So one way to sort of sabotage that or get away from that feeling is to have an affair. Uh-huh. Well, what I think actually happened was I, I fell in love with my fiance's family instead of him, and I'm finally realizing that. Right. So as opposed to stepping up to the plate and dealing with that, have an affair. Oh. All right. Let me let, let let's get a little history. A good thing. Nicole. Yeah. How long have you been engaged? Uh, about three months. Three months. How long have you been seeing the guy you're engaged to? About four years. Okay. So that's that's quite some time. You're 21 now. Mm-hmm. So you're 17 when you met. Yeah. You didn't really get a chance to sow your wild oats? Um, could put it that way. Okay. And then, but also, she's real bonded up with the family, and so how she has to confront the family with her desire to right. leave this guy, too. And I, I know it's going to be a real tough issue. I'm a little scared of just feeling. Because you're going to break the engagement off. Right. Right. And in the relationship, probably. Mm-hmm. How much you figure the rings worth? The ring? Yeah. It's not worth that much. Well, it is. Very sentimental. Money-wise, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> very sentimental to who? You're, you're giving it back. Well, it was a ring that my father gave to my mother. Oh, uh, your father? What the oh. hell's going on? Isn't, <laughs> isn't it supposed to be his father gave to his mother and he gave to you? Uh-huh. Okay, Family. listen. We, there's not enough time in the day to, uh. to go back. I don't, you're, you're dating your brother? Is that what's going on? Yeah, is that a problem? Nicole, end the relationship. It's, it's obvious. Your actions are screaming for action. Okay. Yes. For, for, and for, is it, do you think it's a bad thing to end it with a letter? Oh, out of the question. Out of the question? Nicole, he's saying do it over the phone? No, no, not over the phone, but I want him to know. I was kidding, Nicole. Nicole, <laughs> you, you got to work with me here. Oh, you are terribly God. avoidant, and you're trying to escape any way you can. I'm sorry, but you've got to belly up on this one. Yeah. And it's good that you know that you need to do it. You're not helping anybody if you don't do it, because the facts are the facts. Does, does you he know? don't love the guy. You're not doing anybody any favor if you keep up this charade and try to make this relationship worth because it it's not the foundation for a good marriage. It'll be a disaster if you do it. Yeah. No, cheating before you get married is re- a bad <laughs> sign. Yeah, it's really a bad sign because God knows what you're going to be doing after you're married. Yeah, you're right. If you're cheating before you're married, you are going to be taking on a, a circus. The first year of your marriage, and then you're moving on to a football team, and then it's going to be like the uh, fifth battalion from the guy who called before, and then it's going to be North America, and then the world. You understand, Nicole? I got you, but I'll meet you guys eventually. (laughs) That's true. Eventually we'll come around. Uh, My prostate will be the size of Nebraska. Drew Drew will have died of boredom and blown away, and will be no good sexually. But we'll always have our sense of humor, won't we, Drew? You'll have yours. We'll always have Paris, won't we? (laughs) Slade. 
Yes. Hey. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, good. You're on Loveline. Hey, I want to say that you guys are second only to Car Talk as far as good radio. Oh, that's interesting. So. I love those guys. <laughs> Aren't they great? I don't know enough about radio to know not to talk about other radio shows that I really enjoy, but I really enjoy those guys. Wait, I, I've always said that was the closest thing to this show. I really believe that. Really? Yeah. Now, after my big compliment, I have a potential criticism. Yeah. Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Last night, I heard you say to two young ladies who had just experimented with bisexuality, slightly negative things, and and I was curious exactly what you meant. First off, sexual ambivalence is not a healthy thing. You correct. Stated. That is correct. But I, I think that anytime someone experiences something new, there's going to be conflicting, especially when it's something homosexual. And well, I'm just saying, when, when you're doing there's a... already s- going to be ambivalence. I, so you're saying acting out on sexual ambivalence, or any ambivalence, might not be a good idea. Right, at that age. If you're at 24, it's a totally different situation. We were talking to two 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds. 14 and yeah. 15. Yeah, I mean it's a totally, totally different situation. But don't you don't you think that that's the age where the exploration starts? To Th- that is a fallacy that has been perpetuated for about thirty years in this country. It is an age in which you need to sit tight and finish developing neurocognitively, and be able to make the decisions you need to make when you can handle them. But it's also it's insane the way we endorse people's experimentation who are truly not prepared to do it. Right, because it's also the age where you're most likely to smoke nutmeg and inhale uh, starter fluid. Certainly. I can agree with you in all of that. I was just making sure that we weren't pushing people away from their, their natural no, drive. It, no, and so it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to express... And hard to even to, to ferret out what is truly just an ambivalence as part of a general emotional disturbance and what is ambivalence as a result of a burgeoning homosexuality, which is their natural state that they're trying to avoid. And, you know, with two minutes on the radio, it's very hard to tell the difference. But, and, but I'm, I'm, I'm really genuinely trying to discourage people who are just ambivalent and confused and right. to encourage people who are beginning to get in touch with their, the fact that they're homosexual. Slade? Yes. I bet you're in touch with your feminine side. I'm very in touch with all my sides. Have you had your behind popped? My what? <laughs> your behind I, I, I Yes. I'm right. guessing uh, your sexual drive is in reverse. Am I right? No, you're, actually, you're backing into another park no, sexually no, that's driven not person. The direction it goes, but um, thanks for your comment. Oh, well, come on, Slade, come on. You're, you're flexible, though. Uh, it depends. I think that that's a pretty intimate situation that I only go into with. I mean, it only occurs right. with you know. Like you're, you're gay. Love relationship. Okay, you're just a beer or two away from from reverse. Am I right? Uh, no, beer or two shouldn't affect that. Let's be a little more responsible with our decisions now. Here. Okay, but you, we'll, we'll just call you bisexual, right? We can certainly do that. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in, and thanks for being articulate, Slade. Okay, thank you very much. And, Drew, you're back on the hero status, so <laughs> wow. you're back up there. And, uh, Slade? Yes. Mahalo. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. Manuel. Hey, what's up? Or Manuel. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Good. That's good. Hey, listen, I got a problem. Mm-hmm. I work with this girl. Me and her have been friends for quite a while. And uh, I've always known she had a boyfriend. And uh, recently she started telling me that she's uh, unhappy with him because she's starting to treat her bad and disrespecting her and not trusting her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always told her that I wanted uh, something more than a friendship from her. 
and she let me know that she was interested in me that way also, but just wanted to keep it as friends. But the meanwhile, and uh, lately it's been re getting real bad with her and her boyfriend, and uh, I've told her that whenever she's ready, she could get rid of him and she come and have a relationship with me. And she seems to want to do that, but she's hesitant because she is somehow emotionally bonded with this guy, or I don't know. Well, and because you've made it clear in no uncertain terms that you are ripe for the picking. So now she knows there's no uh, time limit on this. You are what's called an evergreen. You will always be there. You're like a fake Christmas tree. Fold it out and decorate it any time. March, September, it doesn't matter. You're there. You're up in the attic. She knows right where you are, Manuel. But also, she obviously has had those antenna up and has picked out an abusive relationship and is going to stay in that. But, Drew, how many times do I say when a girl, and listen to me, guys, when you and your girl aren't getting along so well and you're getting, they are going to start looking around work. I don't care if they work at McDonald's. They're going to start looking around at work. And there's always some guy there who's willing, to, who's a little nicer, and, you know, the new broom sweeps clean. They have no bad history. He's going to be great to her. She starts looking at him, and they start setting up the next Patsy, or manual, uh -huh. as it were. So she's sort of keeping keeping you in mind, and she's going to keep you there until she's good and ready to make her move. Uh-huh. See, but I've also let see. I'm a, I'm in Chicago right now, and I've, I'm from Houston, and uh, I've been out here around six months, and uh, I'm not happy out here, and I want to go back to Houston. I told her that, as a matter of fact, I got off the phone with her about 30 minutes ago, and I told her I talked to my mother this morning. I want to go back home, and I'm like, and I'm not going to have any problems leaving if I know I'm not going to have anything over here for me. And she's like, no, well, you know, you still got me as a friend, and you know, you know. As a friend is the operant phrase here. Yeah. See, me and her are going to go out tomorrow night. And All right. Like, you know, we're going to go out tomorrow night, and whatever happens from then, we're going to take it from there. I mean, this guy, he's, this guy he's a line. loser. I mean, he treats, he disrespects her. He, I mean, he, he badmouths her. He's, it's incredible. Right, but she's got to take some responsibility for being hooked up with a loser. That does make you part loser, by the way. It's like when your kids turn out to be losers. Yet, it makes yet, you a little bit of a loser as a parent. Yet it has nothing to do with why she's being abused or make her responsible in any way for the fact that she's being the victim of abuse. She probably takes responsibility for that, too. Yeah. She's like, you know, I know he treats me bad. It, she knows. She tells me. And she's un she tells me she's unhappy, but she just can't let go. Well, she's and not I, going I to, man. Why? No, what, what because do you think? What do you think the reason is? That why do women who are being beaten stay with their boyfriends? Why does that happen? Why do fools fall in love? Manuel, you're going to ruin the best years of your life waiting for her to get out of her abusive relationship. My advice to you would be get into your own abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, everyone will be happy. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. I'm talking through the fan, ladies and gentlemen, because it's like frickin' Calcutta in here. 
three nights out of the week. It's got to be like the, the rainforest of Brazil in here. You know I have a sweating problem. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so humiliating when we have guests in here, and I'm sitting here frothing. It's dripping down my forehead because it's either got to be, it's 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 either Calcutta or it's the Arctic frickin' circle in here. We'll be back in 10. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right. I'm in a better mood now because I fired up the fan, the same fan that uh, brainless engineer Mike fired WD-40 into while it was going and sprayed Drew with lubricant like yeah. he was a rear end of a Chevy. But that's, there's a lovely <laughs> buzz in the background here. I, you don't hear that? Listen. <laughs> no, that was engineer Mike screwing with me. Okay. Well, I like that. And I'll put everyone to sleep. Let me get the phone number out. That's all right. one 800 love one 800 The fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. And Damien isn't. Hey, what's up? Hey. How you doing? Good. All right. Here's my problem. Yeah. I've been with my girlfriend almost two years. Uh-huh. We separated because uh, I cheated on her a few too many times. I hold, uh, Drew, you, you feel this one. i got to do something with this fan. All right. Um, I moved out here to California because I, I wasn't happy there. Where was and there? I, what? Where was there? Arizona. Okay. And uh, she uh, she's, she needed to heal and all that, you know, because I did mess things up pretty bad. We were very She close. needed to what? She needs to heal. Heal. Oh, heal. And, and, and not like roll over, stay, and no, heal, no. but heal. No, she's having like problems. Recover. Recover. I know. Right. Accepting what happened, you know. It's been about 10 months since I cheated on her, and I want her to come here and move out here. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Do you want me to talk to her, Damon? Uh, I don't know, if you want. I think we should. Well... Huh? She's just, uh, sometimes she's scared to get close again, because I'm going to hurt her. Right. Can you blame her? Well, because you're well, going to no, hurt her? No, I can't, but it's been 10 months, you know, and... What, what do you mean you can't? No, I can't, bl- I, I can't blame her for not wanting to be close to her. Are you going to hurt her again? No, I know I won't. How I mean, do you know that? I know it's been ten months. I've been out here on my own in Los Angeles. All right, first off, you, you've used the you've used the uh, number ten months ten times as if it was ten years. Ten well, months is, does not make a lifetime, but I guess when you're eighteen, ten months well, is a long enough time. All right, I believe you. you know, I I sense the sincerity in your voice, Damien. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I just want things to work and give it another shot. I understand. Why, why did you screw around on her? What were the circumstances? Well, you don't want to... I know blaming alcohol is stupid, but... Right. It's that... That was part of it. It was part of it. it was, I had never really had a relationship. It was just many girls, you know, that I was seeing, and it was it was different to Okay. Me. You panicked. Yeah. You panicked. You had a few beers, and you, your penis well, I was, slipped up. I was up. actually in Mexico and uh, with some friends, <sighs> and I just had a few way too many, and there was... What, were, you, were you in TJ? No, I was in uh, Rocky Point. Oh. Huh. I usually go to Tijuana. Yeah. Well, that's farther from Arizona, so you see. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's worth the drive, though, Damon. But, all right. She's just, she'll, she's come out every vacation, and we'll be Mm -hmm. really close. She'll come back, and she'll like, she goes, she gets mad at me all the time. She doesn't know why. She's sorry. I don't know what to do. I'm sitting here, like, being the best, supportive, you know. Right. Waiting for her, and it's like, it's tripping me out. But I still, I want to work things out. All right. I'm going to talk some sense into this last, Damon, because I believe you. He smacks of sincerity, this Damien. 
smacks of desperation. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people that are desperate aren't always... Uh, they don't always make the greatest partners? Yeah. Always able to See, I want through. someone. I want that in a partner. Yeah. I like desperation. And for instance, if alcohol is really the issue, what's he done to change that? He's not recovering. Well, alcohol's not really the issue. He's just saying he's using it as an excuse. He got loaded. I personally, if I ever got caught cheating, I would blame it on my penis. And just, you know, I'd be like a third party, you so, know? So if the girl says to you, I'll have you back, but you got to get rid of that thing. Yeah, it's like how uh, isn't how Bob Dole speaks, like in the third party. When Bob Dole's ready to come out to California and win a primary, then Bob Dole's going to do that, and then Bob Dole's going to win the uh, uh, GOP, and Bob Dole's going to be in the president. Meanwhile, this is Bob Dole talking about Bob Dole. I would talk about my penis the same way. I might even name it Bob Dole. <laughs> grand old, okay. grand old penis, All GOP. Right. Anna. Jesus. Hi, Hi, Dr. Hi. Hi, Anna. What's going on? Um... Okay, in a couple of weeks, I'm having a breast reduction, and I know there's going to be bad scars, and I scar pretty badly. I was wondering what I can do to, like, help minimize the scars. All right, what's your surgeon tell you? Um, the surgeon told me to put vitamin E oil on. All right. Aha. Uh-huh. That's about all you can do. I can put some of that vitamin E on there. Do, do you, you like. actually form keloids? What's that? Do you actually form keloids? What do you mean? That's a the scar that's like a speed bump. Right. Oh. Thick hypertrophic yeah, I'm scar. kind of like that. Not very bad. Okay. But. Sometimes they can put cortisone into those or creams on them. It tends to help that a little bit. Yeah. I've never had major surgery before. When are you having this? What? When are you having this done? In a couple weeks. Uh, awfully young to be having this yeah. particular procedure. And I realize there's certain questions we need to ask. We understand it's, it's, uh, it's a serious uh, topic. But what size are you now? A 32 double D. Hmm. Yeah, you a big gal or? No, I'm five two and I weigh 107 pounds. Wow, the Lord works in mysterious ways. How does that happen? You know, sometimes someone else's boobs get attached to another frame. I swear to God, it happens. <laughs> Just like the guys you called earlier, whose inside of the penis got the wrong casing, like a sausage, like like a like a cocktail, like a ballpark Frank being put in a cocktail weenie casing or something like that. You got the wrong boobs. Somewhere there's a 185-pound woman with a butt the size of Memphis walking around with double A, with a double A bra. You really should find her and switch back. I mean, I was also wondering, is this like a common surgery? Or is oh, very it- common. Very, very common. You're having a plastic surgeon do it? Yeah. Very <laughs> Transmission common. mechanics going to do it. general surgeon do it, but I mean, they're... It's a very common procedure, and uh, most people are, are happy with it, though the scars are sometimes kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are sort of surprised by that. Let's uh, uh, what, explain what, the procedure. What led to you to actually want to go do this? Um, I'm a runner and a dancer, and I have a lot of back problems, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of injuries, and my doctors say it's partly because my posture is bad All because right. I'm always slumping forward to try to hide it. Uh. And I would bet they they would have sort of resisted doing this procedure at age 15, did they not? Or yeah. they, they thought it was a good idea right off the top. Yeah, they did. They right. did think right off the bat. <laughs> right Excuse off the top. <laughs> Sorry, Anna. Uh, Anna. Yeah. Let me ask a few things just to enlighten our listeners. Okay. Nothing personal, of course. Uh, what are you going down to? You're 32 double D now. What are they? To a C. They're bringing down a 32 C. Right. And how do they figure out? Do they Do they weigh your breasts? Um, no, I personally, I wanted to go smaller, but my doctor and my mom said that it would be, since I have, like, broad shoulders, right. it would just, it would be too small for my frame. 
But how do they figure out? Do they use like a, a, a caliper or something? I mean, how do they know how much needs to come out um, in order to get it down to that bra? You know, I, I really don't know. That's, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you want to send the before pictures out to us? <laughs> That's okay. i got to get hold of one of those catalogs. All right, Anna. We, uh, we approve. Okay, thanks. Yeah, but m- morally we approve. Emotionally, we're very upset. A- Engineer Mike is uh, hes just drawing the panel over there with tears. He's shaking his head like I've never seen him. He's really broken up. Yeah, you can see it. And here's the beauty of Engineer Mike. Some guy will call in and go, I'm 14, I'm hooked on heroin and speed and marijuana. Jack Daniels, my father, tried to kill me last night. Mike will be sitting there eating Cheetos and laughing. But a girl calls in once breast reduction. <laughs> he's, he's really beside himself. Sobbing like the guy at the Academy Awards last <laughs> Paul Servino. <laughs> uh, Damien's girlfriend, Jennifer, is not at home. Or so they say. All right, so let's get back to Damien. We're, we're, really we're, we're really like 0 for 20 on these. Damien. Yeah. All right, she's not at home. All right. All right. Let me get this straight. It's been 10 months, right? Since I've cheated, yeah. Since you've cheated. Right. All right. You you have to prove it. I mean, actions are louder than words. I have. But let me tell you something. You sound a little desperate. I don't know where you're getting that from. I'm just tired of waiting on the phone. That's what... <laughs> you waited 10 months. You can wait another few minutes on the phone. No, but it's not desperate. It's just... All right. Recap. She's in Arizona. You're in California. Right. You want her back. She left you because well, you screwed around. It's been 10 months. I decided to come out here. Okay. You know, because right. like it was kind of like the kick in the butt. Well, she doesn't. I knew we're not going to be together when we're right. out there. We, you know, things wouldn't be good. So I said, "Woman, well, come All out right. here." All right. Well, you better go back if you want her. No, no, I'm not going to go back. Well, what is? I don't yeah, get it. Okay, I've had enough. I don't care. Uh, it sounds like almost like the fantasy is more than the reality in that relationship. Well, some people... he's alone now out here, and that's why she looks very good coming up from Texas or Arizona. Yeah. And uh, same place, basically. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more calls now. Uh, some people sort of need the uh, they need the proverbial carrot on the stick in front of them, the the uh, holy grail, if you will. They need that thing to pursue. They need yeah. that drama in their life. Right. That's not good. If if you need to have drama in your life, that's that's neurosis. I mean, yes. That's not good. I'm perfectly healthy. I like no drama. I don't even have my ringer on my phone on most nights because there's potential drama just via the phone. Now, being avoidant is not necessarily being not dramatic. Oh, really? Not necessarily being healthy either. You mean like when the doorbell rings and I put my head between the uh, sofa pillows and scream, that's bad? Potentially. <laughs> Patrick. Hey, hey, Dr. Drew, Adam. Hey. Patrick, what's up? Not much. I'm I just calling in. To, I got a couple comments and a question. I want to say that uh, your show is hysterical. You guys cracked me up, especially your little uh, tribute to Dr. Drew at the beginning of the show here. Well, that's right. It's time for your aptitude test. Ah, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> um, and uh, let me just say this about the hysterical thing uh, okay. for one sec- second, Patrick. Okay. Uh, Dr. Drew over here is a doctor. Now, he's got a good sense of humor for a doctor, but he basically dispenses you know, medical advice and does a great job of it. Dominated. And, and he enjoys being dominated once in a while. I do the comedy, but when the show gets funny, both of us are funny. Now, here's the thing. That's okay. It's our show. It's a funny show. We're both funny. I'll take that. But here's the thing that, that steams my bean. You're fat. You're overweight. Stop it. 
when I, on the off chance that I ever come up with a decent piece of advice, don't get credit for it. I never get credit yeah. for it. And if you get credit for being funny, I want credit for coming up with a decent piece of advice once in a while. Well, who made up that uh, that tape? Oh, that was Engineer Mike. Don't worry about him. Well, I'll give Engineer Knight some props. You're also very funny, and you do give good advice. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your question? Okay, uh, first of all, I was in the military for a few years there, and oh. um, I got stationed over in, in South Korea. Yes, you know, I love the enlisted men. I'm going to do a USO show in a few, okay. few days. Well, I got uh, that's another comment, but first of my question here. Um, when I was over there, they have a, this alcohol called soju. It's, it's um, Korean gin, and it's rumored that they have formaldehyde in it. Huh. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if Dr. Drew had ever heard of um, anyone ever... Taking formaldehyde for, you know, for, trying to get high for intoxicating effects. I, I, for intoxicating effects. Yeah, I have yeah. not seen that myself. Okay, because uh, when I was over there, people really act completely different when they're drinking soju as when they're drinking regular alcohol. And huh. I was just curious if you. You, you mean there's a big difference between them, like let's say, getting loaded on scotch or rye and getting loaded on soju? Yeah. And yeah. what's the difference? They, it affects them much. I've seen many of careers get ended because guys go out and drink soju versus going downrange and drinking some beer. And what do they do that makes them end their career? Well, they just act stupid, even worse, and then they get in trouble is what happens a lot of times. Well, yeah, but we could make that same argument for, like, tequila here. Well, it's true, but, I mean, I've seen my friends drink, you know, alcohol. You know, they always go, they go down to the Class 6 and they buy, you know, a bottle of whatever, drink that, and act one way and then they'll go down and act soju and they'll want to get in a fight or you know they'll act twice as stupid or what, ha what have you you know i'm telling you it's time to bring the salt peter back <laughs> to the military out the uh, drinking soju and uh, raping young uh, uh, girls over there in korea and whatnot we need the salt peter back in the military seems like it well, they, they have it in basic training to keep that oh really yeah they, they put it in your uh, fruit punch for all the guys that might be listening while they're in basic training they put those tablets in the do they seriously yeah drew you are so perplexed by the notion of salt peter i really am this is something that's been going on for a zillion years what who, is it who do we have in here talking about tony bennett tony bennett although i'm i'm sure he made up for it <laughs> as soon as he got off this stuff uh what the hell was that Oh, okay. Where do you want to go, Drew? We're, we're out of numbers here. I don't know. Point. Point. Four. I love it when you point. Dana? Yeah. You're on Love Line. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, I've got a, a situation that has been um, kind of kicking my butt ever since uh, I've had a wild childhood. Um, yeah. In, in high school and in, in uh, years after high school, I've had relationships with gals where, you know, you meet the gal and, and things happen and you have a good time and then become obsessed with sex and then everything kind of goes awry from there. Right. And now these days, I, I hardly have any relationships, but when I meet somebody, I pretty much just like to, you know, get close and sleep with them. I don't mean to sound like, you know, I'm the golden guy if I'm me, you know, but what I'm trying to say is that I, I would prefer to, to just be a woman's friend and sleep with a woman but not have sex with her, as opposed to uh, the intensity of physical contact. Now, yeah. I don't okay. know if that's healthy or what. <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, it, you got to put everything in the soup for, to make the soup taste good. 
but but something that's in, in, as intense as sex. I mean, a lot of people choose to wait till they get married, and heck, I didn't. You know, I mean, I had a lot of sex with a lot of gals. All right, all right, Dana, hold on a second. Now, you say you would rather be friends with a girl and sleep with her, meaning just go to sleep like Lucy yeah. and Ricky used to do? Like lay close and just hold a lady, you know. But hmm. did you hear what his opening comment was as to why? He, he used to treat women as no. if they were just objects. You, huh? said you, you said you had a wild childhood. Well, I'm at, you know, teen years and such. Teen years. Not teen years. Childhood. Well, nothing happened during childhood. Uh, nothing that would have anything to have to do with this situation well, here. What, what did happen? Uh, that I you don't... Like, grew up like anybody. I was a caffeine addict from a very young age. With what, coffee? Well, Soda? whatever was there, you know, tea or coffee. Huh. All right, let's get back to the matter at hand. But you weren't uh, molested by uh, Fat Uncle Lou. Uh, not really, no. Not really? No. No. What do you mean, not really? I didn't have a fat Uncle Lou. <laughs> but were you molested by, uh, spindly Uncle Bob? No, no. Were you not molested? Not molested. And you had no, no wrongs, no atrocities done to you or any of your body parts? I still got them. Okay. All right. So now, <clears throat> after going through many women and having a good time, you now prefer to just be friends and just sort of cuddle and not get in to the sexual part of the relationship. Yeah, but you know what happens is every time I meet a gal, it, it starts out like that. I mean, I'm sure that's the way it happens with everybody. Uh, yeah. but, but, and it just it rushes like, you know, like a, a waterfall down to the bottom of the pit, you know? If you have sex too fast. No, if I, if I fall in love too fast with a gal... I'm talking like a couple of days later. All of a sudden, it's 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 the it's the zoo. You and, know? and the physical relationship helps precipitate that quickening of emotional intensity, right? Oh, for Christ's sake, Drew! We got to get a that. Japanese interpreter to figure that one out. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> precipitate the intensity of the emotional. But right, you, in other words, you, you have physical relationship. You get involved more more intensely. Is that right? Actually, it kind of falls off quicker because I get into like a, a, a gray zone mentally and all, all my brains go between my legs. Okay, but listen, do you feel more vulnerable when you're being intimate with a woman and therefore it, it, you're scared to involve yourself in that? No, I feel wonderful until I get intimate with a woman and then I feel like I'm lost in space. All right, I'm going to try to give him a, cre uh, a question that's going to get him to agree with me. Uh, do you think what Hitler did was wrong? I didn't know the dude. Oh, okay. Did the sun? I don't, I don't did like the sun like set where you are today? What say? The okay. sun. I bet the sun went down where you are today. Uh, yeah. Okay, oh, Dana. Here's the deal. We we can offer you no help because we really you're like the Rubik's cube of callers. We've twisted you in as many different directions as we can. We cannot get any of the colors to match up. You're very, I don't know if I you're... I'm a lucky guy then, huh? I don't know if you're as complex as hell or dumb as a freaking stump. Uh, probably both. I'm going the latter. Yeah, Drew, where are you putting your money? On I, don't, the I don't know what to do with Dana. Dana, uh, uh, get a little therapy. I guess that couldn't hurt. No, he might be fine. It might be All a good right. thing. Uh, you know, sleep with him for a while and then have sex and make sure you get plenty of cuddle time in and, and wear a condom and, and take a shower. And uh, practice good oral hygiene and talc up before you leave the house and uh, do wear, unto others as you have done to yourself. And when we come back, as promised, get your pad and pencils ready because I will repeat the lesbian aptitude or lat test. Love on. Love line. Love line. The phone number for Love Line is 1 800 Love 191. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Hello, this is Justine and Donna from Elastica, and you're listening to Love Line. Yes, you certainly are. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. The phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number 310-854-4455. Now, I was reading a little email last night, and uh, I do tend to sort of power through these things. So I'm going to slow down the cadence just a little bit for those who are uh, following along at home. I know they're frantically writing. You know, it's late. Half our listeners are drunk or stoned. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to slow down the cadence just a little bit. So grab a pad and pencil. Because it's time to take the lat test. Give yourself five points for every pouch of red man chewing tobacco you've gone through in the last week. If you've ever quit your job to follow the LPGA tour, give yourself 25 points. If you own a Sears Craftsman tool catalog, give yourself 10 points. If any of the pages are dog-eared, add five points. If any of the pages are stuck together, add an additional 25 points. Give yourself one point for every pair of flat-soled sandals you own, uh, excluding Zoris and flip-flops and whatever, Jap flaps or whatever you people call them. Add an additional five points for every pair with the truck tire sole. Very much. Add one point for every item in the house made of flannel, excluding sheets, nightgowns, and jacket liners. Give yourself five points for every pair of tough skin jeans in your closet or bureau drawer. Five points if the knees, additional five points, I should say, if the knees are reinforced. And add an additional 25 points if the crotch has been reinforced. Razorback hairdos, give yourself 15 points. All you ladies with chains on your wallets, 10 points. If you collect straight-edge razors, black powder rifles, or flooring tools, give yourself 10 points. If you work at a kennel or around any animals in general, give yourself five points. Ten points if you smoke Tipperillo cigars. If you can tear down and rebuild a Mopar transmission blindfolded, give yourself a whopping 35 points. Fifteen points if your bowling average is over 187. If you've ever fired a gun, not in self-defense, give yourself ten points, but just fired it, you know, for the hell of it. At somebody, maybe on a freeway, possibly over your head in a New Year's celebration. If you can bench press more than your own body weight, give yourself five points. And finally, give yourself 50 points if you've ever buried your face in the crotch of another woman. And again, tomorrow night, be ready for the what test? The woman's heterosexual aptitude test. What? What, what an that? acronym. The lovely producer, and not only does she look good, but she thinks good. And that's what I love about this. Speaking of tomorrow night, who's guest tomorrow night? Oh, tomorrow night is uh, one of the guys from Duran Duran. Coochie Coochie Coon. <laughs> What's his name? Warren Cucarello. Yes, he will be here. He is the good-looking, shapely Italian guy who looks good with his shirt off and rarely wears a shirt. And used to be in Missing Persons. Hey, Engineer Mike with a rare contribution to the show. Thank God. All right, here we go. Back to the phones. Rusty. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Rusty. How you guys doing today? Um, I was just wondering, uh, last summer, me and my girlfriend, we had sex like an estimated 120 times unprotected, and I never got her pregnant. I'm wondering how likely it is that I'm sterile. Mm, you're just very lucky. Uh, did you complete the mission uh, in, while still in the hangar? Yeah. 
<laughs> All of a sudden, it's that whole Apollo 13 thing. I'm yeah, on. I, I don't know how I can comment on the probability of either of your sterility. All I can say is you were probably just terribly lucky. Uh, hey, hey. Certainly r- don't hey. go around counting on being sterile. Wait a minute. Rusty. Yeah. I got a, I got a question for you. Mm. The hell are you thinking? I don't know. I'm easily conned. What do you mean easily conned? What are you doing? You're co- I don't know. Wait, you're just having sex with her over a hundred times with no protection and no pullout, no rhythm, no nothing? Yeah. Don't you think she's going to get pregnant? Uh, I don't know. Rusty, Rusty, Rusty. You don't know? Uh, Rusty. Do you know how babies happen? Yes, I do. Okay, well, that's how they happen. Rusty, it's not, it's not because you screwed a stork, you understand. Yeah. Okay, Rusty. Let's think straight for a moment here. Do you realize the implications of what you're doing? I mean, I hate to sound like uh, Papa Carolla here. But you do. But, I mean, you could get her pregnant. She could insist on raising the child. You could have to drop out of whatever you're doing and get a crappy job at probably some pizza parlor or something. And your whole life could be ruined and or altered just because you couldn't put a glove on. Yeah, that's true. Rusty, seriously, what are you doing? Don't sabotage your life that way. You're sabotaging yourself. Well, I mean, I, I plan on marrying this girl anyway. She does, too. Yeah, but you're 17. Yeah. But, and yeah. They can, those plans can change. You'd be amazed. Yeah, I plan on buying a house one day, too, but I'm not putting my penis in the mail slot of strangers' <laughs> homes and marking my territory. That made no sense at all, Drew. None whatsoever, sir, but thanks for being here tonight. <laughs> Mike's shaking his head. Anne's putting a gun to her head in there. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, Eric. Yes. Yes? Okay, uh, curious question. Sometimes during sex, yes. uh, my penis will pop. Yes. Like a knuckle crack. Right. Right. Oh, right. well, yes. That happens. There's, uh-huh. there's, a, there's a tendon there, a ligament, right. rather. Yes. It'll pop. Sign of respect in Japan, by the way. Oh, yes. I know the Asian cultures. (laughs) No, it's not like that. It's not like a 22 being fired. Engineer Mike. It's a crack. How? Yeah, release of what, the fluid? No, no, no. It's it's the tenants, the ligament, right? Right. Oh, it's the ligament. Okay. Right. Yeah, I I have, I've done that. And I will continue to do it, and I'm (laughs) I'm proud of it. (laughs) Thanks, Eric. Eric, do you ever do it in the morning when you're alone? No, actually, I, I haven't been able to succeed with that by myself. You can do it. You know how you do it? How? You just push down, you push down, you push down, and then it starts hurting real bad. And you push it a little further, pow. Oh. It'll go. Actually, it's never really hurt me. Yeah, I know. It's a, Well, it's like why cracking your uh, knuckles doesn't hurt. But if you do it too much, eventually arthritis will set in. Right, Drew? Arthritis of the penis, yeah. Well, I'm so glad to be here tonight. <laughs> Every once in a while, I keep wondering what I'm doing here, but just, you know, it's just I nice do to think I have, to. I do have arthritis of the penis. I got about all the signs except for the inflammation part. That part I seem to have under control. Except for the arthritis part. Yeah. All right. All right, wise guy. All right, holier than thou, Dr. Drew. Eddie? Hi, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, I called you guys about two weeks ago asking about marijuana. I don't know if you remember, but I had pain in my side. Right, and, sounds familiar. Yeah, and uh, you, Drew, you said to stop doing it because of my family history. All right, but it has nothing to do with the, your pain in your side, though. Right, but and uh, what I said was I'd smoke it and I get pain in my side. And I'm a musician. I play drums and I play it from three to four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've noticed the pain happens after I'm done playing, and uh, I'll get the, the, the same exact pain. 
And then the last three days, I, I haven't smoked any for like five days. But uh, yesterday morning when I woke up, I had, I could actually, it was about the size of a quarter, like a ball, you know, those little bounty balls in the same place. In your side. In my freaking side. And, um, and I you, you obviously didn't go see a doctor, as, why, as I had suggested. I go see a doctor. You're going to? I'm scared to. What are you afraid? Well, it's like my mom has breast cancer. Right. And do- no offense, Drew, but I really dislike doctors. But because because of the experience of being around her when she was sick and stuff. No, my my mom st- my mom has it right now. She's downstairs right now. But right. she was diagnosed uh, just this year, but she's had it for four years because the doctor screwed up. Oh, I see. And uh, I'm scared of that, and I'm scared of like you know the police and all that crap with the cops. And uh, well, no, wait, no, wait, 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 Eddie. First of all, I- anything that you say between you and your doctor is completely confidential. It is completely. They, it's illegal for them to divulge that to anybody. Okay. So if you go in and tell them the whole history about the marijuana one, which probably does not have a significant amount to do with this problem you're having, mm-hmm. uh, you, you need to get it checked out. I mean, and it's just, it's just, it's just the biggest pain, and then it goes away, you know, because I practice from like four to eight with the guys in my band. And the guys in my band are pissed at me because you know they don't want to, you know, see me not be able to play anymore because. Of All right, problem. Eddie, Eddie. Eddie, listen, you, you you cannot pass cancer like a gallstone. If right. you have cancer, your 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 best bet is to get it in its early stages so it can be taken care of. I didn't say that. I mean, I said... The well, you said your mom had cancer and you were like li- scared yeah, of yeah, the doctor. He just, he just doesn't like to deal with the medical system. All right, I'm yeah. saying it's probably cancer. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. No. I mean, what do you think it is? I mean... Where's his appendix? Describe to me exactly where it is again. Okay, it's on the left side. Um, from the belly button, just go three inches over, and it's right there. And it's, I mean, it's as big as, like, a, a quarter. And you, and you can feel it. If you, like, touch on the skin and you push down, like, a half centimeter, you can feel it. And it's a circle, too. And it hurts. I mean, when I smoke bud, I mean, it's, like, unbelievable pain. And I... I How about when you drink alcohol? I don't drink. I don't do shrooms. I don't do acid. I don't do anything else. Could you start drinking? No. no. Okay. Refuse to. All right. Um, there are certain peculiar syndromes in which disorders of the lymph nodes can get pain. Lymph nodes I have allergies. Can, lymph nodes can get painful during consumption of alcohol, and there are nodes that it can occur near the belly button. But I really have a hard time accepting that it, you could have one of those types of problems. Uh, Drew, you, you may just have a little hernia or something. There. Hernia? Yeah. Drew, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But I have to ask certain questions, you understand? Yeah. Is it possible that Eddie could have gotten so baked that he mistook a Hot Wheel for a piece of hard candy, and now he has, like, the silhouette lodged somewhere in his, like, uh, lower intestine? Is that possible? No. If it made it through his esophagus, it would make it through his lower intestine. Okay, but you understand I have to ask. Uh, of course. So You just get it checked out. Eddie, and call, call the doctor. And call, Come call on. us back and let us know what it is, all right? Okay, I will. All right, pal. You don't think... Uh... And you, know, and you know what? I mean, why don't you why don't you make an effort to find a physician who, with whom you can't have a relationship, so it's not such an unpleasant thing. So you should have sex with a doctor. No, no. Our family doctor right now, he, he he wrestled with my dad in high school. Yeah, but then get somebody else. I mean, you don't you need it needs to be your physician, somebody you're comfortable with and that you feel comfortable right. going to. I mean, what about like insurance? I mean, I'm only 18. Ed, Eddie, Eddie, here's the deal. I'm I'm sorry, I'm stepping on the doctor's feet here, but you need to see a doctor no matter what. Right. Regardless of insurance, regardless of whether the guy put your dad in a half Nelson 30 years ago, <laughs> you need to see a doctor. That's all there is to it. So quit trying to talk to Drew and work out every possible avenue. you got to go to a doctor. 
I know that sounds uh, like a blanket statement, but we, this guy has to go to a free clinic, or he's he's you know he's got to go down to the county hospital, or Something. he's got to break down and go see his dad's uh, high school buddy. Whatever it is, he's got to see a doctor. Yeah. These guys they want to they want to they want to well, drummers aren't real smart, I guess, but they they want to work around everything all the time. Mm. They're like, they're going to work on you till you crack. Right. Like 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 uh, like so some them, convict. So Eventually, they don't go, have to go. To you're the right. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. No, it's okay. You have a you, you have a, a quarter size thing protruding from your abdomen. Sounds like nothing. Probably just a little dust ball or something in there. You should pass the silhouette. That the silhouette. Matter of fact, it's good for you. It's uh, look at it as your uh, lucky tumor. <laughs> oh and my. we'll be back. Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy. Sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. Is that a fact? I, I just figured out where you got that from. I guess I was reading a fax, right? Thanks for sharing. No, you didn't know the mic was on, did yeah, you, Drew? Yeah, 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 yeah. Drew and I were just talking about our wild college days. Actually, his wild college days. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And remember, Warren Cucurillo from Duran Duran tomorrow night. Huge celebrity, this man. You know, all these guys from Duran Duran. So uh, we're going to get all into everything with him, and I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Angie. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Hey. How you doing? Good. Uh, turn your radio down. Angie. Wait, she's waiting for the delay. Okay. Is that what? better? Yeah. No, it's. I wanted you to turn it off. Turn it off. Hold on. You know, but uh, I got to say, we haven't had we haven't had a problem with this in general. We can't call this a problem. But I'll tell you, I have the most. I have a voice that just will cut through anything (laughs) in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst sounding voice. I'll tell you some of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me is like when people take home videos, Uh and they're not taking it of me, but I'm at the party and I'm standing like ten feet behind the guys taking the video, and they're like talking to the person, they're going, "Uh, "So wish Mario a happy birthday," and you hear me in the back going. Yeah, I don't know what the hell it is these days with these bitches. And you hear me, and I'm cutting right through this video. And when you sit down and watch it, it's the most humiliating thing in the world. I'm back there, and I'm going, listen, there's two types of women. And you hear it just cutting right through. It's the most annoying thing. So it really is depressing to hear it on your radio, Angie. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) So what's going on? Well, I just had a question. Um, I was going to ask. There's a lady, a neighbor lady here. And she, I guess she's a manic depressive. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you guess? What, what well, do you... She's always like, she's talking to herself and she hears voices. And, and what does that have to do with manic depression? Well, I mean, doesn't that mean like she's a, what do you call it, schizophrenia? Or... Those are two very, very, very different disorders. Oh, okay. Well, she's, she's talking to herself all the time and she'll say like, sometimes she's like on a high or, she's, you know, really low and she'll say, I need a man or, you know. It's kind of like she'll come over and she'll want to come in the house, and you know you don't know if she should let her in or if she's going to hurt you or, you know. Uh, yeah, but what, what do you what do you need to know? 
I just wanted to How know. to install a deadbolt? Uh-huh. You want to know how to put in a deadbolt? Because I'll tell you the standard back set for those things is two and an eighth. No, that's okay. I was just wondering, um, do you think it's safe to let her in since she's always, like she's talking about, I heard that she killed her baby when she was mm. younger. and wow. You know, because she's, she's constantly, like, talking to herself and hearing voices. Yeah. Well, I mean, so she has some kind of chronic psychotic illness, some kind of chronic thought disorder where she's hallucinating yeah. constantly. Uh, and schizophrenia is one of the potential disorders that's, that can cause those types of syndromes. Uh-huh. Uh, usually, if somebody is not tending to be violent or have erratic kinds of behavior, Mm-hmm. You don't have to be worried that suddenly that's going to manifest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, if she is fairly friendly around, I mean, I don't think you have a I, I would generally make sure you have somebody else around just to be sure. I mean, if, if there's something for her, yeah, taking exactly. her medication, if she decompensates in some way. Well, see, there, there's times like she won't take her medicine, and yeah. you can tell when she's really, you know, really right. bad. Right. Angie, and, how often does she want to come over? Well, <laughs> what are you doing house sitting all day? Why aren't you out working or at school or something? No, I'm out of school. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's it. What, you graduate when you're 17 and that's it with life? No. Just turn on the soaps, uh, pull up a big tub of popcorn and call it a life? No, huh? Why aren't you out working? <laughs> I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. What do you do? What do I do? Stripper. Huh? Stripper? Oh, yes. No, I'm not. What do you do? What do I do? Uh, let me tell you, by the way, whenever you ask someone, what do you do? And they go, what do I do? Mm-hmm. It means fast food industry. It means they're like a, 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 a carnival barker, oh, a stripper. Am I right? Mm-hmm. What do you do, Angie? I'll just leave that to your magic. What's your stage name, baby? Crystal? No. Come on. No. Uh-uh. Topless or, or, or bottomless? What is it? Yeah. I'm not going to say. You, you've been around the pole a few times. More an Admiral Bird. <laughs> you guys are weird. Uh, it's a please, please don't include me. Yeah, it's not, uh, what was that? Please don't include me in the group oh, that you're okay. referring to. <clears throat> all right. You so you're all right. All right. You're stripping all night, but all day she's trying to bust in your apartment. <laughs> no, uh. Uh-uh. No, I just I just thought I'd call and ask. Treat uh-huh. treat her. With kindness, right? I mean, you, you, the emotionally handicapped have, or, or the challenged, or whatever euphemism we're using to talk about maybe retarded people or crazy people these days. I, I'm, I like the old days when we call them nuts or wackos or nut jobs or something like that. But these people have a, a hard enough oh, time in society. They get enough people, you know, crossing the other side of the street, right. turning them away, and all that. And even, even if you're nuts, you still notice. Oh, yeah. Thing. So I say in general, and you don't want to endanger yourself, but it would be nice to reach out to these people to sure. make them feel a little more normal. You don't sure. want to make them feel like lepers. No, but to, to connect with them, I think it would be very helpful. Right. I mean, you know, not while you're stripping or anything. Lord knows, hide the pasties because she could... <laughs> I think I had her tag, didn't I? Oh, what did I do? <laughs> All right, Drew, you point at the screen. I love so, when you do that. No, don't give me that. Point at the screen. Okay. Stan? Yeah? No, I'm totally wrong, Drew. You're right on that one. Stan? Mm-hmm? Yes? Yeah, I had a question. Yeah. I've been with this girl for three years. Mm-hmm. And all my feelings for her kind of just went down the drain. I don't know why. I mean, everything was going totally fine. Then all of a sudden, all my feelings just went totally down the drain. 
and now we've been split up for about I think four we're, months. We're talking to the guy we've been we've been speaking about all night. Right. Yes, we, it is Stan, the uh, model man. Yep. We've been split up for like four months now, and now she's starting to see one of my friends. Oh. And ever since I found out that they slept together, oh. Oh. I don't know why, but. My feelings or something, or I'm getting like mixed feelings for her again. You want to have her back now? I don't know if it's just that I'm like jealous that she's with so- somebody else, or. Oh, let, let me tell. All right, Stan. <laughs> there we go, Stan. That's what you feel like doing, don't you? Yeah. Stan, the only reason you may want her back is so you can abuse her a little bit, exactly, for putting you through this, and then so it sort of like. Wipe your feet on her a little, soil her up a little, like she was a, 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 a non-welcome mat, and then send her back off to your buddy again. Well, see, yeah, that's, we split up one time before then. Yeah. But then we ended up getting back together again. You know, yes. we, got, we got a kid together too. Oh, okay. Well, that thickens the plot a little. And why are you bringing up the previous breakup? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, at one time I was having mixed feelings. I didn't know if I really cared about her or if I didn't know what it was, or if it was just the kid that was keeping us together. So we kind of split up, and then... Uh, hey, Stan, this doesn't sound like a uh, relationship made in heaven, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, if you're like most guys, and she's carrying on with your best friend, and she has the right to do that, I would be more pissed at him than I would be at her. She has an agenda. His only agenda is his testicles, and I wouldn't appreciate that. But the point is, is she's with this guy's best friend or ex-best friend, and it sounds like you really have to, it, it's just sewage under the bridge. You know what I mean? You just have to wash your hands of this, you know, give her visitation or you have visitation. Take care of the kid. What if this were the relationship that was going well and the reason Stan left it is that he couldn't tolerate being in a good relationship? Well, Stan may be a big a-hole. I don't know. Everything was just going just fine. I was just getting See what I'm saying? feelings. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know if I cared about her anymore. Right. Suddenly, right. suddenly my feelings went away. Why? It was too good. Right. Couldn't handle it. Right. Is that it? Probably mm. sabotaged it a little bit, Stan. But you got what you wanted. You drove her off. And then she got what she wanted, which was revenge by sleeping with one of your buddies. Well, now I'm getting the feelings like I want her back. But you only want her back because I think you have anger toward her, and you'd like to get her back and 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 knock her around a little bit, at least emotionally, for so sleeping with your best friend. Again, it might happen again. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't want to have her. It ain't gonna work. If he'll, if she'll have him, then he doesn't want her. Right. Stan, right. yeah, Stan, believe me, when I was 20, I pulled the same crap. I, I, I begged and begged and begged. My stripper girlfriend came back to me. I was actually older. I was like 25. And what'd you do? I started, oh, I was good for like a week and a half, and then I started in right on the same crap again. And yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid if we get back you're to gonna, it's going to happen again. You're going to. Stan, believe me, you're going to. I hate to say that, but, you know, and there's hope. A little therapy, a little work, a little time, and things are going to change. But it's going to take a few years, and this one's uh, probably a bust, Stan. So I wish you good luck. James. Yeah, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Um, I got a little problem here. I've got uh, a girl that works for me. I have a club in downtown Denver, mm-hmm. and uh, this girl works for me. What kind of club? It's a comedy club. Hey! Stand-up improv comedy. And this girl that works for me, she started working for me about four months, well, three months ago, I'm sorry. As a waitress? As a waitress. Uh-huh. And uh, it's kind of against policy to date 
people who are working for me. You can't do waitresses. <laughs> but, but, exactly. But they encourage you banging bus boys? <laughs> hey, James, let me ask you seriously. You guys have an open mic night? Do we have an open mic, open mic night? Yeah. We do. It just depends. And it's like potluck night. People come down there, yeah. you give them three minutes. Right, exactly. You give them the flashlight. Exactly. They get the flashlight. Believe me, I've done a lot of this. <laughs> we do have that. It's the greatest thing in the world. You go in there with about 40 other guys, maybe maybe 80 other guys, 20 you get on stage, and some mean guy. Here's here's the guy that James picks to run this whole thing. He is the least funny of all comedians, but he now works there, and he's going to bully every other budding comedian because he's bitter as hell. And he goes, listen. First off, you don't have anything funny to say. Don't get up here. Go home right now. Secondly, at 2 minutes and 30 seconds, you will see a flashlight. You have 30 seconds to finish off with your last joke. Make it your best material. Am I right, James? That's exactly what happens. You go 3 minutes and 10 seconds, the mic will be shut off, and you will not be welcome back. Have you done that before? Oh, hell yes. Oh, I've done a thousand of those things. I used to work for. Uh, can I can I name uh, radio stations other than your own radio station on the air? Yeah, uh, producer Ann's. I used to do some time for. Got Austin, Texas. Oh, fantastic. That's how I uh, kind of got into the open mic thing myself and got this job. All right, but James, you recognize okay, back to back to this. You recognize talent when you hear it, don't you? What's that? You recognize talent. Yes, I do. Okay. Absolutely. Anything you want to Denver, and I'll get you on the open uh, mic. Not <laughs> you give me four minutes? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. What's the question? Okay, You're dating well, an employee. Old, she's working for me. You know, I, 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 I've been through the, I've been through the bushes before. I know what's going on in life. And, and she's 24. I'm 28. And she asked me to go skiing with her last weekend. I went skiing with her, and things went well. And now I'm working with her again, mm-hmm. back down at the club. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of doing something wrong well I like first I shouldn't be doing this first off let me just say something james you man it you're, you're not nelson rockefeller banging one of his secretaries you manage a crappy comedy club what's exactly. it called like the uh chuckle and chug or something stupid like that <laughs> oh come on it's not that bad rooster tea feathers or some kind of st- <laughs> when we get the retarded guy laughing all right listen you're you, it, it's not exactly like a big wheel right you're making 750 an hour and she's making more than you on tips I'm making a lot more than that all right all right here's the deal you're the guy holding the flashlight though james That's go ahead right. and date her That's right. i say date her she asked you to go skiing Am I right, Drew? It's not like he, he corralled her into a corner and said, baby, how much do you like your job and all that kind of stuff. She asked him to go, so why not? Plus, if you can date someone anywhere, it should be a comedy club. It's at night. It's a loose situation. I just had a bad open mic flashback. I got to go recover. Call Loveline at 1-800-LOVE-191-LOVELINE. We'll be right back. Well, that about wraps it up. Remember, kiddies, tomorrow night, Warren Cucurillo from Duran Duran. Drew, you want to read the uh, email address for us? Sure. Email address, LUV191 on AOL.com. LUV191, AOL.com. And the 
Mail address, plain old U.S. mail, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. You spit out half your lunch I on did. that P.O. Box. I did, street. I did. Indeed. I want to thank the beautiful Sherry for doing a fantastic job on the phones, a lovely, slender, and uh, angular Anne for doing a fantastic job producing the show. The one nut wonder Mike for, <laughs> as usual, being the uh, engineer extraordinaire, the beautiful Dr. Drew for having a good time tonight. God bless him. I'd like to thank myself for showing up and being on time, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night. So that's it then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. Loveline's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.